It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. And we are back. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Elle. Hello, Toby. Hello, everyone. We're here and we've got such an important little topic here today, haven't we? We do. We have a fantastic topic. And we also have the syndrome that I, I've just realised. Well, first with the topic, I think the topic comes with a pitfall. Right. It comes with a big pitfall. And the pitfall of the topic that we have is that it's easy to think, oh, that's too simple and miss the depth of the... What's it called? Ice cube? No. Yeah, the ice cube. Iceberg. 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 Oh, yeah, ice cube. What yeah, are we no. Thinking? We've got the berg. Girls just and, forget that. And we've got the top of the berg that's tipping out of the water. That's what we're going to mention. And then we're going to go under the water. Oh, so and you want us to go for a swim? Tip. Yeah. So basically, about... the topic. I'll just I'll just let loose what the topic you is. You want to, to go start really with. deep? Is that what you're doing? No, no, no. I want to start off simple. But then you want to go deep? Is that well, right? Do I have how... to put my scuba diving equipment on? Let's see. I, all right. Okay. Depends let's how long see. you let's can see hold your So the topic is basically focus. Right. That's what the topic is. <laughs> and so. I think that what's really important <laughs> important about this this topic, just breathe. Oh, that's good. Um, you told me to hold my breath. Is that, yeah, not yet. We haven't gone under yet. Oh, we're still under. So, last time we actually did this, we did this podcast and we had an emergency and the building that we're in was evacuated. That's so, the, really there was alarms going off and everything. But one of the things that I started to share, oh, that's and weird. I'm going to share it in Sorry. a different way because Elle didn't want me to mention it, was the importance of this topic to illustrate it. I'm going to talk about two people. However, I'm not going to mention what their names are because Elle doesn't like these people. What? So, I'm. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not, anyway, let's just skip across that's, that. That's well, you didn't absurd. want me to mention it, but anyway. What do you mean that I don't like the people? So, <laughs> I don't know that I know anyone I don't like. They're two in history. They're both at one stage or another. Oh. They've been the richest people in the world, right? These two people. But I'm not going to mention who now. they are. No. No, you're not going to say. So, them. but the true story, the true, actual, true part of this is that they were asked. At the same time, they were sitting and they had not communicated about this. And they were asked, what was the key to their success? What was the one thing that made them so successful? And they both separately took a a piece of paper and wrote a word on it. Independently. They didn't communicate. They hadn't communicated about it before. And then they both showed what that word was. And they both had the exact same word on that piece of paper wow. that they attributed was the, the biggest, clearest, most powerful factor that contributed to their success. Wow. Now, I've got to say something. What was the word? Well, not before the word. Everyone can wait for the word because we're going to go What back. came before the word? Now you're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> now, hang on. I want to just go back and yes. we've got to backtrack because yeah. it's not that I don't like those people I'm sorry I can't give that up yet he said I don't value what one of them values right and the other one I don't even know him so I don't know how I can't like him okay but one of them I don't 
value the same you haven't you haven't got shared values we don't have shared values so So. not that i don't like him but i don't i i I respect his you know what he's done in the world as in what the success that he's reached but i'm not aligned so i just wanted to scrape that idea that i didn't like them because i you know my mistake Yep. You're going to pay for that a little later. You're going to so, have some time out. Like, right. I just want you to no know. After I've got my chair in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> that. That's fine. So the word was focus. That yeah. that was the word that they wrote Amazing, down. Amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really, these really men powerful. are like, right? they're men, by the way. Just so... Just to let you both, all of you know that. They're both men. And they so are... Anyway, that was the importance of They're focus, billionaires. Right? Yeah, they both are. Correct. Right. So next... We want to, like, you know, I think it's good to consider what the opposite of focus might be. Now, if we look at the opposite of what focus is and what it produces, what's the experience? If I'm the opposite of focus, what might my experience be? I would guess that I may be experiencing something of overwhelm, Mm, right? I might just have, my mind is just being split. I've got so many demands on my awareness and my mind and I've got so much going on that I'm anything but focused and I just experience this this sort of emotional feeling of overwhelm. I just want to speak to that because you know one of the things about overwhelm is that we we normalize it it can be very easily normalized and, and even it can even actually become a part of our identity you know oh, I'm so busy I've got so much to do and and we perpetuate it's like a self it's like almost like a we're perpetuating this kind of experience and and belief that that we believe it's kind of normal to live our life like that in overwhelm all the time as and, if there's some connection between busyness and productivity or just yeah. that you know that's how we're identifying um, yeah. you know that's the, the identity that we put out to other people and I know one at one point I don't know if I've mentioned this before may have at one point I just stopped saying I was busy if you know I because I, I could hear myself I'd go out and I could hear myself with people yep. that asked me I oh, you know how are you Alan I'd say oh really really busy but good but I think hang on a minute like why do I have to say I'm busy so for me it was like really stopping this whole idea that being busy had some sort of value or anything like that and normalizing it and that was really helpful to me because I actually you know overwhelm can seriously become an identity for entrepreneurs um yeah and and not only that it can become it can be it can appear to be uh something that is just normalized that you you have to be overwhelmed if you're like you said before if you're going to produce work and it's kind of like the 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 furthest thing from the truth it can also i heard i heard a thought leader um a significant thought leader uh, referred that, do I like him? That it, well, it's actually a her, but it oh, can like it can contribute to a new like you know we've had the the whole pandemic side of things, but there's a new pandemic and there's a syndrome that's associated with that. And I heard this um, this new syndrome that's been oh, that's been her, diagnosed. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the her. That's right. <laughs> do I like her? Or so do you like we've her? got. She's a sweetie. So um, I think I think you, you should announce you, you should announce the syndrome. Well, yeah. I actually announced it this morning in True Brow Business when I was doing a breakthrough session and, and supporting Anna, one of our, our salons who was facing she had some lemons she had to turn into lemonade. And so I was saying to her that, you know, the leaky uh, bucket syndrome. Leaky bucket syndrome. Leak, yeah. Leaking leaky bucket, leaky it's like leaky gut, isn't it? And yeah, I but actually it's a bucket. I actually said 
leaky butt accidentally on when I was chatting with well, her. Well, we definitely don't want that because that's no, another that's level really... of leakage, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's... I'm not going to be able to just fold in one. So it's the leaky bucket syndrome. Yes. It's like if you imagine a bucket. So what is it? Tell us about it. Well, if you if you can imagine a bucket. Is there a formal diagnosis or? Well, if you go to your doctor and you say, "Look, I think I've got leaky bucket syndrome," I'm not sure how that will come across. But yeah, they'll probably. I think we need to speak with our trademark attorney and have this registered with the World Health Organization (laughs) as a a formal sort of diagnosis. So I'll tell you what I what I how I imagine that obviously if you imagine a bucket and you see it's got holes in it everywhere and it's kind of like when our energy is just leaking through the hole so at oh, the so end where, of the day where the bucket where the bucket well, it, if you really think about it and our energy it, is just sort of leaking yeah we're just leaking energy all the time and it's and leaking what's that through look this like bucket if someone's leaking energy well basically you know to me what that means if I'm doing that if I've if I've forgotten for a moment and I've just allowed myself to or I'm choosing to step into overwhelm because all of this is a decision making process we're always choosing right like it's not like it's happening to us and that's another podcast and that would we really need our scuba diving gear for no. that one. But anyway, not today. So, for example, you know, if I'm if I'm looking externally and I'm projecting what's going on inside of me onto my business, whether I'm blaming other people, um, if I if I step into uh, even blaming my my how much work I have to do, whatever it is, I'm just leaking my energy. I'm not being. I'm believing things that are false, and I'm just making up stories. And so right. I'm not in so my I'm, clarity. So I'm giving my energy out to these sort of narratives or or, or stories that are running in my mind. Absolutely. I'm sort of fueling grievances. I'm fueling dissatisfaction, blaming frustration, people like you, blaming other you're people. easy to blame, yeah, blaming okay. you, it's all your fault. But for example, <laughs> if I'm in that, if I fall into, and I know that everyone here will understand this, when we fall into the the leaky bucket syndrome, which is kind of sweet, and you, you almost can take it lightly, if you start to imagine in your mind what that looks like, we know that our energy is being depleted, and by the end of the day, we're going to be extremely tired, and we're going to be very, we're not going to be productive because we're not in our clarity and and it's in a moment of we've decided that we are disempowered that we don't have the power that something outside of us is working up and hitting up against us and we've got to push it back because if we don't push it back well and it's a lot of energy to keep pushing back you know it's exhausting it really is exhausting so the leaky bucket syndrome is when we deplete ourselves because we're allowing our energy to to just pour through all of these sort of like holes in this leaky bucket and we can we could actually putty those holes how would you do that with you wouldn't do that with a plastic bucket first i think i think prescription prior to effective diagnosis would be um would be criminal so the first thing we need to do is to sort of diagnose whether we have leaky bucket how how would we do that so i think you know if i was in uh, you know i go see a doctor and i was going to ask to have a diagnosis would i be testing for excess cortisol levels yes um, we'll see, have to test our adrenal absolutely. glands full on we'd have to see and then and then maybe they would be indicators that yeah you're you're suffering from leaky bucket well, you know what syndrome. happens when you're, you know, overwhelmed for a long period of time, or even for a very short period of time. Your your physical body, the way that it reacts to that is it thinks that it's in a flight or or fight fright. or flight, yeah. 
And so what your what your body does, it, respond, it reacts to that, right? So it immediately, cortisol is pushed out inside of your body. Your adrenals are working over time. And, you know, if you do that for a long period of time, that's extremely detrimental to so much of your hormonal, your endocrine system, um, your thyroid can be affected, would definitely be affected. Okay, so, so much goes let's on. Say, let's say that we look back, because let's get back to the, to the positive... But we, you know, we have to look at, side, yes, but which we, is the focus. But, but we have to look at, like, first we have to understand the, the, the devastating effects that being not, not understanding how to focus and not understanding that, that, that sort of below the iceberg kind of thing, stuff that you're going to take us to, right? We've got to understand that, you know, if we're not focused, if we're not laser focused, we're, we're leaning into overwhelm. And how detrimental and devastating that is to our, our mental health, to our physical body. So here, what we're really talking about is is the effects of uh, internal effects of focus or not being focused. But there's also the external effects in terms of the actual effect on our business, on our lives, Family, the actual practical children, external effect mm-hmm. of being focused, and how much we are able to achieve what we want to achieve in the world through being focused and how detrimental it is not to be focused. So that's completely separate from over, overwhelm, which is an internal phenomenon. It's something that, that ha- happens inside me that I experience. It's an experience right? and it's also got a big story wrapped around it, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I think I think maybe we can just start at the beginning and think of like, you know, what's the first point? Do you want to start point? again? What do you mean? Yeah, just start recording. No. <laughs> So let's say that, that we, um, you know, how do we go about getting focused? What's the first step? I would say the first step is to get absolutely everything out of your head. So anything that you have to do, you have to just begin the process by making an exhaustive kind of list of anything that you think you want to do, that you think you have to do, that, that, that you have on your plate, that others are waiting for you, anything at all. You need to get it outside of you because as long as the demands are on you to remember that, to do, to hold, to all of that, that is all that internal splitting of our awareness, the sort of distraction-based, you know, kind of mindset where we just really can't focus. We're constantly being interrupted by our own minds. So can we, could we actually say to everyone listening today that if they lie down in their bed and all of a sudden, you know, all these thoughts come up and they think, oh, I've got to remember this, I've got to remember that, they pick up their phone, which they shouldn't have next to their bed, just saying. But anyway, they pick it up and they start putting all these notes in and trying tasks, trying to remember things for the following day or something they forgot to do that day. Um, you know, if they're doing that, we can we can actually say to them with real clarity that there's nothing wrong with with you. You know, there's nothing wrong with you at all, except that you haven't yet set up or understand you know really how to help yourself focus and how to how to how to not need your mental body to constantly be on high alert um, so that you things don't fall apart. Because if that's happening, it just means that you need. A new way of doing things and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or that you're not good enough or anything like that it just means just that doesn't it yeah and just to start off step one you've got to have a capture a capture mechanism you need a net you need somewhere to put it 
right? It doesn't matter whether it's a physical book or whether it's some software or some app on your phone or some something, you need somewhere to put it. You need, you need to be able to capture these things and put them all out of your head out of your out head. of your mental body yeah. and down on that's paper like or somewhere like or the first step is to have that little capture system set up for you for me i prefer you know digital um, things because i can drag things above one another you can move them when you write it on a bit of paper if you want to move them all around you need to sort of rewrite them out again and as you cross things off, you need to rewrite your list and everything. But that's fine if that's what's suitable. But that's just really the first step. So I, I th- love that. I, th- I think the second step is to recognize that fundamentally there are two sort of types of work or two types of things that we have to do, right? We've got two separate categories of stuff that we have. One of those I would call process, right? So it's something that you do more than once, right? The other is a project, which is something that you only need to do once, right? So when people talk about building systems of any sort, whether they're doing it in their business or their personal lives or looking to build more organisation, control and efficiency and sort of start to be able to hold all the stuff so we can get to this point of focus, um, we really need to sort of think about categorizing which, which, which sort of bucket or which category does this particular thing sit in. That's so good, right? isn't it? Because that's, and I just want to, just before you... Because there's no point, sorry, I'll just say, in trying to create a system for something that you're never going to really do again. It's just a one-off task or a project that you yes. need to work through. Mm-hmm. You're not going to spend time creating a system for that. There's no efficiency in that. Yeah. Whereas if it's a repeatable sort of process that you're going to need to do again, there's huge efficiencies being had by creating a methodical way of doing that. Mm. So we really need to separate those two categories of work. That's that's fantastic. And I just want to say to anyone that, that's listening that says, oh, you know, yeah, I'll start writing things down, but I'm just too busy you know, I wouldn't be able to get it all out of my head. All that saying is you're not ready to to become laser focused yet. It, it, it is saying something. There is meaning if you will not make the time. And and I'm not saying that in any way to to uh, to make a judgment of every of anyone. But you inside of you internally, you have to decide when you're ready to let go of an unfriend overwhelm. And, and that may mean giving up a part of you, you know, your that you're identified with, that, that somehow um, expresses to the world that, you know, oh, I'm so busy and this is, you know, I don't, I never have enough time or whatever the story is that's around that or that you're so successful because you're so busy or you think that success is about busyness. So, you know, if you're not ready, if you don't really say to yourself, you know what, come on, girl, I can do better than this. You know, there is another way. I don't have to have mental anxiety and anguish and not be able to sleep and, and feel like, you know, my cortisol levels are going through the roof. These things have long-term effects on your physicality and on your mind. And, 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 and then, of course, that all splurts out everywhere around you. 
in your life so you know you're you either are ready or you're not if you're not ready it's okay because you can really accept that and you can admit that and therefore you'll also find in that a relaxation of just there's honesty in that i just i'm not ready to sit down and just write everything down i'm not ready to change this experience that i keep having i don't like it it's almost like having a cup of coffee in the morning and you don't want to have it anymore I don't know who I'm talking about, just someone out there, you know, that just a person. And and you just kind of, you're in that, you're in that kind of mode. And, and th- there is a, a thing called timing, you know, when, when you're ready to go, that's it, you know. Yeah, it's also seeing it's a little bit like, um, um, you know, if, if I, th- I think Dr. Stephen Covey used to say, give the example of being out in a, in, in a, in a boat. And you've got, you're out and there's alligators and crocodiles around and they're sort of chomping at the boat. And you've got, you've got a hole in the boat. No. And there's water that's sort of leaking in. So you're there, you have to, you have to scoop out the water. If you don't scoop out the water, the boat's going to sink, right? the leaky boat syndrome. (laughs) Not another one. (laughs) So then you're scooping it out and you're fighting off all of the crocodiles while you're doing it. So so you're fighting them off, fighting them off, and you're scooping this thing, Mm. right? And and you're sort of saying, I haven't got time to fix the hole in the boat. I'm too busy keeping the crocodiles away and scooping out the water. Right. Right? What's your predicament? What's going to happen? You're never going to... So sort of get out of that. You have to pull across the time to make that capture system, to have that thing that works for you, that you put things all the time consistently. It pops into your head and bam, that's where it goes. Now, it I pops into your something. head, bam, that's, okay. that's filling that hole in the boat. Right. right. Slowly, bit by bit, in between scoops, you fill in a little bit. In between knocking those crocodiles back, you're filling in the hole a little They're bit. They're protected species. I don't think you're allowed to just smash them. No, no, no. Gently, you're pushing them away. Oh, right. Very just gently. Just checking because yeah. we're not saying that, you know, for it's anyone to go It's a soft foam and... thing that you're pushing oh. with. <laughs> the so, I, look, I know what it's like to be a beauty professional on the tools and running a business. And I know how... You know, we when a client comes in and, and how often, you know, we, we want to do these things, work on our business, but so often we're, we're sort of like, we can be very um, almost like torn between, you know, oh, should I take this client in? I should really take the client in. And, and you know, one of the things I'd like to say to all of you is that it, that isn't ideal at times. At times you need to put some time aside because... You know, you can't take care and contribute to the life of another truly at your most, at your deepest potential that, that you have if you're not taking care of yourself. So there's nothing wrong with actually marking out time to get this done, what we're going to share with you today and what we're sharing with you. And we're sharing it and having a lot of fun and you know how much we love to come to you and bring a lightness into, you know, what we sometimes often can consider to be a very serious topic, which is entrepreneurship. But if we're not enjoying and we're not really finding nourishment and fulfilment, we're doing something wrong and there always is another way so I would say mark out the time if you're feeling this overwhelm and you're ready to change that and you you don't really want to be smacking those were they crocodiles or alligators whatever they were you know constantly trying to keep your head above water because really that's what would happen to Stephen Covey he'd just sink and he'd be under there with the crocodiles right? so he's kept trying to keep his head above water that's basically the whole yeah. analogy isn't it you've so, got to fill the hole in the boat yeah, that's right so you know make 
put put a few hours aside, take a day off. I mean, it's not going to matter, um, you know, because you are so important, and you matter, and and you and uh, the way that you are feeling, the way that you are, your level of nourishment is just so hugely important. So take the time, you know, really take the time, um, if you're ready to to do it differently. Yeah, one the one thing that's a, that's a um, sort of a method that that um, you could implement as well uh, that's been used by many different people is the idea of looking, sit, sitting down and writing down. Because when we write down all the things that we have to do, so some something comes into our mind and we write it down, we're essentially we're building a list of of reactivity. We're reacting to demands in the world, right? If you don't have a strong enough purpose, you'll become part of someone else's. So we do need to do things, but it doesn't necessarily move us forward. So if we consider the question, if we consider writing down the answer to the question, if I was to think of something that if I was to start doing on a regular basis would have a really positive an impactful effect on my life, what would that be? Now, our answer to that question, it's going to have two characteristics to it. One, it's going to be important because the question kind of predefines that. And the second thing is that it's not going to be something that's urgent because the question predefines that as well. So when we're dealing with things that are not urgent, but they are important where we're dealing with proactive activities. If we don't move those forward, we're never going to get demands upon us that are going to be pushing us to get those things done. So it's a way of really defining the separating the reactive work from the proactive work of actually moving in the direction that we want to go in, of building something in whichever area of our life that is, whether that be in terms of a business, whether that be improving a skill, whether that be in terms of our health or parenting or whatever it is, right? So that's one thing, to really ask that question and sit down and get clear on those answers. Mm -hmm. Now, one, one little exercise that I'd like to suggest and that you can sort of think about and consider um, uh, which has been used is to consider writing down the the top, let's say, 25 things that you would like to achieve in your life. Whether that be things that you would like to achieve within your business, whether that would be, they can be anything that you like. And then you write down those 25 things. And then once you've got that list, you then stop and think, okay, what are the top five? Right? So of that 25, we pick out the top five. So then we're left with two groups of things. We've got the top five and we've got the bottom 20. So once we've done that, we can look at what our task at hand is. And it, it might be easy to say, okay, I want to place as much focus as I can on those top five things. But I would suggest that, in fact, the opposite is true, that you want to focus on avoiding at all costs those 20 things. Because all of those 20 things 
are important to you. So it's going to be very, very easy and it's going to feel like you're moving toward your goals and progressing things if you focus on them. But those bottom 20 things, any focus that you place on them, you'll be leaching focus. You'll be a leaking bucket. You'll be leaching focus from those top five. You'll be taking, it will take energy away from what you've defined as the top, the top five most important things. So then you kind of like ban them. You just, you just delete them from your mind. It's and, that discipline and too, until, isn't it? until that top five goes down to a top four, you don't add another one out of that bottom 20 there. Which so are all really, like these, right. are, these are from the top 25 most important things yeah. to you, you know. They're, it's not stuff that doesn't matter, it really does matter. That's the trick, that if we keep it there, it just, we spread our energy too thin. I love that. It and takes it's, away it, from it, our focus. And it's almost like being disciplined and really Completely. believing and prioritising. And, and really believing that those five things are the five top things that are going to move you forward and going to change your life. They're going to change your business. They're going to change the way you do business. They're going to change the way you feel about your business. And what are the problems, those problems, the 20%, that if you fix that, it's actually going to have the effect of solving many other problems. That's essentially what you know, we do in TrueBrow. We focus on the area of a business which will, if we just solve that one thing, all of these other things that salon owners struggle with will all fall away. They won't be problems anymore because you've, you've solved the one. But that same principle it affects any area of your so life. So you're talking about that within Truebrow with, you know, having the skill, having a skill, uh, having really actually coming... Um, let me just get this exactly right. It's almost like solving the, the or answering that huge, huge question every single salon owner or entrepreneur needs to ask in the beauty industry is why would someone, a new prospect or a client, go past another 17, 10, 15 salons and come to me? Like why would they do that? And I, and I think we were saying that this morning, the Trubra actually does have the answer to that. That's really a what deeply you're meaningful answer to yeah. that. Yeah, and, yeah and exactly. so in a way, what you're saying is that I don't know how we got onto true, but anyway, let's go back to to your your top five. Well, it's just it about meaningful. it's just about it's just about looking at at when you look across all the things that you could do, mm -hmm. right? It's almost looking at the shelf life of an activity. It's like imagine those alligators are like, um, let's say, for example, oh, I want to do customer follow up. So then I, I man, manually go in and I text each client after their appointment to see, you know, you know, a week later, seeing how it was or whatever process it is, I manually go and do that. That's like hitting the alligators away, right? That's just immediate. As soon as you stop, the shelf life of that activity is that as soon as that text is sent, nothing's changed. You're not building anything. Whereas if you set up a system for that, where that hap happens automatically and you don't need to do it, the time that it takes to do that, the shelf life of that activity, it continues to pay off over and over and over. So, you know, here we're talking about automation, for mm -hmm. example, which is one form of an activity where you solve, you put energy into one area and that and the rewards the for that so goes hard. on and on and on and you start to you start to build rather than just run a business 
you're building a business rather than just running. You're so not just a lot of the time, like, you know, what I hear, you know, I've heard in the beauty industry so often is, that, you know, beauty professionals being told, you know, you don't want to work in your business, you want to run it, you want to blah, 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 blah. And there is, there is some level of truth in that. But I actually think that so many beauty professionals love being on the tools. And I, don't, I believe if you really follow through on what Toby's actually been sharing and we've been sharing with you today, you can still be on the tools as long as you're making some time that is within work time because you do have a life, you do have a family outside of work and you must nourish that, you must nurture and nourish that because that's nourishing something within you that is really true and, and good. Um, so you you know just taking certain time um, outside of your outside of your being on the tools and just really looking at those five top things and start like leave the others aside as Toby said pick the five top prioritize and start working on those and really be laser focused because this is really about discipline no, no change happens unless we're disciplined and uh, and we have to really want it and we have to want it because in a way you know, we, we want a different way. We want another way. We know there is another way and we're prepared to to let go of an old familiar friend that could be overwhelm and lack of focus and being really busy. Also, again, as I mentioned earlier, an identity. Um, we, you know, we're really willing to let go of it and step into something brand new that, that really will refresh us, recharge us. And, uh, and I think that's really important. So I'm going to just let you proceed and keep going because I know you have more to share. Yeah, well, well, one of the other external benefits, you know, we, we spoke about the, the internal benefit of being actually um, clearer and having more energy and room to just look at the thing that's in front of us and do that. That's what focus is. It actually allows us to clear our mind and really be in our peak sort of state to to really do, you know, whatever it is that we want to do. But one of the external benefits is is that relates very, very practically um, to productivity is let's say, for example, we have, let's say we have 10 energy points available, right? Let's say we're going to quantify how much energy we have in a particular week or, you know, you know, whatever time period it is. So we've got 10 energy points. That's what we've got. How are we going to spend those? Where are we going to spend those? Right? Go on the beach. So then... <laughs> so then if we think about, if we had three, three tasks that we had to get done, right? And, and we wanted to... Um, and each, each of those tasks, let's say required um, five energy points, right? Now, if I'm going to split my mind and I'm going to put, like, I'm going to put, you know, three and a half energy points into one task, and then I'm going to put another three and a half energy points into another task, and then I'm going to put the remainder into the other task, right? I use up my 10 energy points, and none of those three tasks are complete. I haven't got a result. None of them got over five. Whereas if I focused on just one and just put all of my energy into getting that one across the line and the result comes in, I get the benefit from that because I put five energy points into it and then I get, I get a win across the line. I've got a result. And then I go on to the next one 
and I actually move forward and I put my remaining five energy points just into that other task, the third task I haven't touched yet, right? then I've actually got two things that are completed. I'm getting the benefit. They've been implemented. They're finished. I don't have to think about them. Through focus, I'm getting benefit from ha having successfully completed two tasks or projects, whatever it is, compared to having put out the same amount of energy, having been just as productive in moving forward these three different things, but I haven't got any benefit because I haven't finished one thing yet. Yeah, and I know, right? I know what it feels like Same productivity, same energy, mm -hmm. same, same, same time that I've spent, same yep. output, but I've got zero benefit compared to two tasks completely done and getting the benefit back. And then while I'm working on that third one, I've already got the benefit from the two. You can see that that principle is so profound and cascades out and has a business moving faster. You actually get results quicker and there's a direct correlation between um, the result that you achieve and the time you achieve it. If you can achieve something in a shorter time, the value of it becomes higher. That's how productivity works and that's how focus works. I love that. And I think earlier on you spoke about uh, projects and process and processes. Yeah, processes. Yeah. Could you just say a little bit more about that? So a project obviously is something that gets done and completed and then it's not done again, like maybe policies and, and procedures or yep. within a business, you know, could be... Um, uh, a project could be how do we, you know, what the guidelines to employing a new team member, you know, how how we we look for them, where we look for them, you know, it's yep. just basically something. It could that be. Sits it could be. Your... It could be cleaning. It could be new client, the new client experience, onboarding a new client. How many times uh, is a business going to onboard a new client? Is going to attract a new client? Have them have an experience as they come into the business? Have them book their second appointment? Have them book their third appointment? How many times is that going to happen? Well, it's going to happen many times. Yeah, over and over again. So it's a perfect thing to have a process for. Whereas but that's a if I'm too. doing, if I'm doing, well, it's, it's a project to work on it in terms of setting it up. But, but that project, the result is to have a process in place. So when I think about the work that I do, let's say I think, okay, I'm going to um, send a client a welcome pack or something like that. You don't or, do that, by the way. Or I'm going to, you know, it. whatever it is. Mm. If I'm going to be doing that again you and don't again, do that, do you? and at some, <laughs> at some given point in time, I may even want someone else to be start to do that or have it done automatically on my behalf, the key indicator is that it is repeatable. It's something that's going to be repeated. That is a process. That is something that is worth setting up a project to build that process, right? Love it. So then if I'm, if I'm going to, I don't know, um, do a renovation, I probably don't need to sit down and create a process for doing a renovation. Like how often am I going to renovate you know, a room in my salon. I don't need a process for it. It's a project. You just get it done. You plan it, you get it done. It's different. But it's just important to sort of categorize those things because what I've seen in um, mentoring and coaching, you know, salon owners internationally is that when people don't have that distinction, they actually try to create systems 
for things that are not, you don't need processes for. They're trying to systematize things that should not be systematized. The first thing in creating processes and systems is to identify what, what the requirements are, what should have a process and what shouldn't. Otherwise, we're just climbing uphill. We're never going to get anywhere because we're not, we're not working on the right thing. So let's again, let's just go through that one more time. So a project is? Any container or sort of scope of work that we need to get done, but we're not going to be doing it repeatedly. One, it's a once-off. Yeah, yeah, once or maybe even, you know, less. Like but maybe, the project could have lots of processes sorry, but, that come out of it. Well, the project may be to create the a processes. process for yeah. something else. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, and then if, I mean, in some businesses, I, I don't really think, a salon could come to this, but it wouldn't be the first point of focus that I would begin with. You can set up a process for creating processes because creating a process is something that you're going to do repeatedly right but i wouldn't start with that i wouldn't start out there because so, it's sort of so really, you're solving a problem you don't have yet so i think that really what i'm hearing you say is that any level of growth even for a small home salon that is just doing you know really really well they're thriving that any level of growth has got to do with uh, what you're talking about here, which is really, you've got to start understanding this, that there are, for any business to run smoothly, doesn't matter how big or small Absolutely. it is, and for it to grow, even if a home salon owner is growing from, you know, like 100 clients to, you know, maybe 500 or 400 or something like that, if, if, if she can really define uh, the difference between projects, processes, and yep. really sit down and make the time to, for example, automate her welcome packs, automate her her, her messages in Messenger if she can, or set up a, a messenger so that people are getting, you know, a funnel, for example, even in her email list or um, a, a bot, anything like that. Um, it wouldn't be the first thing that I would focus on, but those types of things, yeah. But for yeah. example, I'm just giving yeah. examples of the things that, you know, I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. I'm not sort of putting them in, in, in a priority, yeah, sure, sure. you know, any sort of priority. But but it, it doesn't really matter how big or how small the, the company is or the business is, that this is just such a, uh, it's just such a load off. And and success is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the way to move if you're really interested in success on so many different levels. Yeah. So many different levels, which is your physicality, your mind, your your soul, your your family, everything. You know, and like I want to draw up another point if I can, about that's really important, which is the the relationship between focus and trust. Right? If I if I have everything that I need to do sitting somewhere and organized and i know that it's it, it's dealt with by a system it is held somewhere and i have trust I, I i really have trust and faith in that system that what i'm working on is the most important thing to be working on and i'm not missing anything i'm not going to miss anything because i put it in that system and then it gets managed through that system that trust is absolutely inherent to focus because the inability to focus is that underlying even unconscious feeling that I might be missing something 
something might have slipped by? Is there something else that I should be doing? Is there something that's all that questioning? And that is all a function of not having built the trust in your way of actually managing work. And for many people that can look, as I, I think I can't remember if it was in this particular podcast or we said it in another one and we started again because we started this a few times because we had like fire drills and all kinds of things going on. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I think that that also comes down to um, just, and I just forgot what I was going to say, that just, I, I was actually really in that for a second. But what did you just say then? Well, let me add thing? something and see if it'll... Yeah, if it triggers it. Always if, comes back. If it triggers it. The... Um, um, another thing that, that I would suggest if you're really overloaded with things is to manage um, your, your tasks, your task list by deletion. Actually look at it and force yourself to make decisions upon what you will consciously let fall over. You'd rather not. It'd be better if you could do it. But you need to face the brutal reality right now that I have the resources I have, I have the time that I have. What if this part of, whether it be my business or situation, whatever it is, what if that was to fall over? Well, I wouldn't want that, but what's gonna give the least sort of damage you know, to the business? Like, um, if, if it doesn't get done. And I think that that's really, really important to look at because what that will have you doing again is it will give you room to really make sure that, you know, things which which matter most really should never be at the mercy of things which matter least. Mm, I love um, that. And you really need to focus and, um, you know, it's, it's not my quote, it's a very famous, well-known quote. But, um, yeah, it's really important. But I think what I was about, yeah, I, I, I agree with that and I love that and I think that's the that's So I was talking key. about trust. I was saying about focus and trust and having a system that you can place trust in. Yeah, and I think that, I think what I was going to say is, and what I mentioned earlier, but I wasn't sure if it was in this particular one, is that everyone, um, everyone deals with putting together systems differently, you know, and it's like... Find out what works best for you. Like you said, I don't know if it was in this podcast or the one that we started again, you know, whether it's on um, paper or whether it's in, you know, whether it's in a, a you know, some sort of, um, you know, digital sort of format or whatever. Like however it is that you're going to do it, do it where your comfort is and, uh, and really do, it's almost like a brain dump, isn't it? It's like really just put, absolutely just throw it all down, get it out of your head Get it out of your mental body and get it on paper or on a computer. Just keep putting it out there. Stop keeping it inside of you, hoping that you're going to remember because that is a terrible way to do business and it really does distract you. It does cause anxiety and uh, it really doesn't at all, um, you know, it's, it's, in, it's in no way um, useful, purposeful, doesn't help your productivity. Yeah, essentially, essentially what I think that, that we really want to do uh, want to have separation between we really want to separate capture which we're capturing something an idea comes in something oh I've got to do this we get an invitation to something what do we do with it we have you know um, we want to separate capture from so we need that dumping ground we want it to be quick easy not take our time so we just go dump 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 so that's capture we want to separate that the time we spend doing that, which is just all throughout the day, anytime, anywhere, you need somewhere to dump that, you know, the ideas that come or things that you have to do. The second thing 
The second step is to process that. You've got this dumping ground of stuff. You can't just leave it there and work out of a dumping ground. You've got to process it. We need to organize it. We need to prioritize it. So that's separate. You can allocate a time block for that. So you can sit down and say, I'm not going to do any work. I'm just going to sit and just put this in order. I'm just going to basically keep it in order. And we could go through, it's another podcast, there's a whole lot of ways in which to do that and manage that. But And the third thing, what that does, that frees up your awareness to focus on work, on actually doing the stuff. You're not interrupted by the new ideas, by feeling like you've got a mess there in the dumping ground. So there's capture, and then we process that work to make it organised, and then we actually do the work. We actually do the work itself. And also we can begin to delegate too. There's also that, isn't it? Once you, Absolutely. I mean, that's one of yeah, the key yeah. things, and we can talk about that at another time too. I think entrepreneurs are great delegators, and, and they do what they're best at, and then they also have people around them that do what they're not really good at but can do it for them. And I think once you start to work productively like this, you'll bring in more revenue, you'll have more money to, say, bring on a virtual assistant or someone that can support you and help you, a mum that's at home that wants some money, you know, while she's at home, but she's, you know, used to be like an executive assistant and she doesn't want to leave her baby, so she, you know, she could even be a client, you can barter with her for services. I mean, so many things can appear in your world when you start to think of your business differently and start really looking at, okay, well, I've put all this down, I've got all these things that I need to do, but I can't do all of them, so I'm going to focus on the ones that I want to do. And I'm going to separate the ones that are processes that are repeatable so I can start to gain efficiency on those and mm-hmm. make those easy and simple and and it's it it's not going to take my mental energy to get those done because sure. they're going to keep coming, you know. And then also, I you know, I might even one of those things could be to find someone once you put that out into your into your awareness to find someone to support you with doing some of the 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 systems that you need that you might know, not know how to create and you need yeah, someone you, to help you. Exactly. You don't so, need to be able to but, create them. But once you, you make a decision for this to be the way that you start working rather than being in overwhelm, everything will start to align in your in your, in your your world. It really, really will. It's happened to me so many, many, many and times. And it just relaxes. There's something relaxing about it where you've sort of and built... rewarding. You've built a level of trust that... Oh, I feel that's all there. It's holding you. It's, I've got a, 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 a system to hold it. It's organized. I'm starting to find a rhythm. It's almost like riding a bike. You get on initially and you, and you just fall off. You don't think, well, this doesn't work. You've got to get back on. You've got to just you know, ride a little more, feel that balance, and you've got to find that rhythm. When you find that rhythm and slowly you just gain that momentum, it's, um, it's really worthwhile. Thank you, everyone. This is a very long podcast, Toby, it's an today. Important topic, a very isn't it? important topic, mm. and I'm really glad that we've uh, tackled it and uh, we'll be talking more about it. Love to hear from you. Always leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Toby, for your time. And we'll be back again with more in not too long a time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.